Hello, welcome to the Prep Me podcast. As usual, I'm one of the hosts, Tora, and I'm with the other host, Chazzy. That's me. I'm He's here. here. He's He's always here. here. I can't get rid of him. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) We're the hosts of the Prep Me podcast. Uh, This podcast is made especially for you, the Canadian pre-med student. And it's made possible by generous sponsorship from Prep 101. Prep 101 is Canada's top MCAT prep test prep company. So take a look out for their MCAT courses coming up in the summers of of your pre-med journey. Today, we're going to be talking to, about something that I have lots of questions about. I think Chansey has lots of questions about. And we're going to be asking each other stuff because it's about reference letters. I need a reference letter. I need it stat. I need it tomorrow. Are you stressed? Can you make me a reference letter? <laughs> You're not going to get a good one, but <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll get it to you. <laughs> oh, good point. Okay, so you need more time than just today. Okay, good thing. First lesson. Turns points. out. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. How many reference letters have you written, Tora? I want to start there. 50? For medical school? Yeah. Oh, Josh. Yeah, sir. We'll stick to medical school based on the podcast. Just medical school? Uh, I would say over 50. Wow. And is it... That's wild. And do you yeah. find students in general ask letters of reference like at a particular time of year? Is it always right around application time? I know. So I know that the American schools um, have a more of a rolling admission. So those reference letters will come in kind of fits and starts starting about, I don't know, April. I might start to get a couple of requests for that. Then I usually generally forget and then I need to be reminded. But I know in late August, I know in August 15th, I'm going to get a whole bunch of requests. And I know the deadlines are coming. They're September 15th, October 1st for the vast majority of schools, right? Yeah. So I have those dates in market in my calendar anyways and in my brain. So I know that's a big deadline for me as well. So there is a bit of preparation I do. I mean, for the audience, I teach at the University of Alberta and I do a lot of the big first and second year biology courses. So I teach, I would teach on average a thousand students a year. So I certainly have my fair share of students that, uh, that I'm cheering for as they on their pre-med journey and I want to support. So that's why I end up, uh, end up writing quite a few a year. So with that said, and this this might be so like silly for some, but I think it's important to lay the foundation. In your opinion, like what is a reference letter? What what's the purpose of a reference letter? Well, I almost want to ask you that too. <laughs> you can. Right? We can double team. Okay. I want to I want to hear you first though. Like, what do you think? Like, in terms of you're asked to do a reference letter for a med student, what are some things that like are your because you've written enough of them now? Like, do you have a schematic or a foundation of I need to speak to these things? I think. Like, what are those things? Like, what's in the reference letter? I want to speak to their integrity as a person. I think that's the biggest one. Um, so integrity and potential. Those are the two topics I probably try and hit on the most. Uh, as far as some students where it's like they, they got a 4.0 in my class, I got an A, and that's all I know about them. That obviously doesn't make a strong letter. But for the mm-hmm. students that I know, I try and focus on like character, um, you know, their ability to communicate, their maturity is a big one where there's there's definitely places where students can improve. And I'm like, oh, there has been one reference letter I wrote to someone about someone. And I told them, look, this isn't going to be a particularly strong letter. I'm sorry, but I can't give you a strong letter. And I was I was I said, I said straight up, like, I, I don't think I'm the right person for you. And they still wanted me to write it. Okay. And the, the biggest reason that I had and the biggest objection I had was that I didn't feel like their maturity was was up to speed um, in terms of what they could could really achieve in medical school. So I really thought that they would might be a good candidate in future years, but I couldn't support the application that year. So I resisted writing the letter, but at the same time it completed their application and they decided they needed it, even though I told them it wasn't going to be strong. So 
I really feel bad about that one, but I was also doing what they asked for. So and good of know. you to actually oblige and say like, just so you know, like there might be other stronger reference referees out there and I'm not going to necessarily be ever be able to generate a strong letter of reference. Cause I feel like sometimes people won't say that they'll just write a really crappy reference. They'll fill in whatever form is sent to them by the school and they hit submit and the student never knows really how truly strong or weak it really was. So I wish there was more people like you out there that could actually say yes, certainly. And I'll comment on these things versus no, it might not be a great fit just so you know, like I'll do it, but I don't think I'm your best referee. And I've, I've had, I've done that a couple of times and then I'm like, well, I, all I can say is that you did well in my class. Um, but other than that, and sometimes, you know, students are desperate or, and that's usually more for like scholarship applications where they just need a verification more than anything. Right. Um, but so with my med school applications, usually it's for students that I know um, a lot better than that. But, and it's good that you bring that up because when I think of referees for medicine, I think about truly, yes, the individuals, the professionals, that are writing truly the reference letters for the med schools, but then all the individuals that serve as a verifier for certain activities that we might include on a, on a medical school application, like proof that we did a certain hobby or a certain job, et cetera. But they're very different, right? A verifier is someone that could be called by an admissions committee member saying, hey, Chancey submitted an application to her school. He said he worked this job for this number of years in this role. Can you confirm that he truly did this? How did you know him? In what capacity? And please just confirm the dates for me. And that's it. And then they hang up the phone versus the reference letter that is something that is on paper, is submitted as part of the application, and will contribute to a point value in and of itself in your application score. So a little different. But I have a question for you. Like, How important are reference letters to the overall application? It's so school dependent, right? There's some medical schools that don't require a reference letter. So it goes to show you what they think of it, you know, very little. Um, some schools will actually say, you know what? It's going to be worth five points. And maybe it's not even worth any points, but it's meant to be a screener of all the things you mentioned, right? Sort of intellectual, professional, um, sort of hu some humane integrity as a person. Are you a good person to be coming into a medical program? And it may not, it may not have any points whatsoever in your application, but just like, you know, the Casper exam and all these particular meetings that we have in medicine now to flag candidates, it's going to flag folks that we should be concerned about when a referee says, I don't think this person is a good candidate for medicine. They asked me to write this letter on academic strength, which I think they are superb, but I have reservations for them being my GP or being this or being that. That stuff comes out in reference letters. So it's a good way for us to get to know an applicant on paper before we get the opportunity, if we choose so, to interview them and have them speak, you know, to themselves face to face. So what do you want to see in a reference letter? You've been on admissions committees. What do you want to see? Uh, it's so tough. And I, and I will like admit that I've reviewed very sort of few um, reference letters in terms of like hundreds and hundreds. No, it's less than that. But we've seen the rubrics. We know what we want to see in the letters. The main things are going to be, depending on the school, when you do a reference letter, if Tor is doing one, Shay may be asked to do sort of two main types of references. One would be truly a letter of reference when she writes in her own dialogue, her own pen, start to finish about you as an applicant, commenting on a relationship that maybe she has or a connection from you in a, in a research setting or from the school or outside of the school. How does she know you? What's your personality like? What's your work ethic like, etc. That's all written. It's your one pager, sometimes two page reference. 
Another way schools will look at reference letters will be they won't expect the referee to write anything, really. They expect them to fill out a rubric that is sent to comment on particular personal attributes and characteristics that they value as part of their medical program. So it might mean that Torah, as an academic reference, gets a letter from me, from Chansley, the applicant, from whatever school, MUN or U of T or UBC, and she gets a document that's sort of a PDF to fill in where she has to think about, okay, Chansey, how was his organization from how you, when you taught him in a class or had him in your lab compared to every other student you've ever seen in your class and lab? Is he in the top 15th percentile for organization? Is he in the bottom 15th? Is he somewhere in the middle? And then Tor will write that on it and go through all the attributes. So maybe organization, leadership, dependability, all these very broad things that we certainly want to see in our candidates, you know, when they come in and have a holistic sort of background that would be very suitable to a career in medicine or at least, you know, coming in as a medical student. But, you know, some of those questionnaires, um, and I've seen lots from lots of different schools, they mm-hmm. still ask you to tag a reference letter on at the end. Some will. They'll, and some I'm like, ah, I just did it. <laughs> I did all the work. <laughs> I've got more work. <laughs> or they'll do like this little like, the short answer section where you'll be able to write on a scale what you thought of this person's organization. And then you can write a few lines as to tell me about their strengths in organization and what capacity have you appreciated their level of organization. Or like you said, please also include an appendix, uh, appendix showing your letter of reference one, you know, 500 words. Yeah. It's just, oh. <laughs> and I do get asked a lot about, um, I will say this. I feel like I get asked a lot about compassion, communication, yeah. being able to work well with others, maturity, um, so those are kinds of where, you know, look, I'm a first and second year bio instructor. I can't always see those aspects of the candidates. Mm-hmm. So it does make it a little bit hard. Um, but that's where I would say in terms of like me being able to use this podcast as an FAQ on how to ask for reference letters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I want to hear, like, I want to hear all the stuff. I want to hear about kay. the applicants that like drove you crazy because, and what did they do to drive you crazy? And you don't have to name anyone and don't, don't put, don't put, pull me into this. Cause we have, you've never written a letter of reference for me. So I'm out of it, <laughs> but I want to know the good okay. and the bad. Okay. There was one. Oh, I'll tell you the bad. Okay. I'll tell you what the bad. There oh, was one bad. student. There was one student. Oh man. I had him for two classes and, uh, and every class, after every single class, he'd walk up to the podium and I'd be busy with lots of other students, lots of other questions. And I'd be like, hey, X. And he'd go, when you said that the flagella is an appendage that bacteria used to swim, is that what you were saying? Yep. And then the next day, <laughs> when you said that DNA stands for deoxyribonucleic acid, is that what you meant? Yep. But it was just this need to to ask a question to make him, me aware of his presence. And it was really annoying because I was like, I know that you're going to ask me for a reference letter and you're trying to build a relationship, but you're doing it in a really weird way. That's a super right? weird way. Whoa. <laughs> it was a whoa. really weird way. Okay. And, and so there was no, it wasn't a conversation about something that he'd read in National Geographic and wanted to chat with me about then like let's get going let's talk right Mm -hmm. it was just every answer I ever gave him was a yep that's yep that's what I said yeah confirmed I confirmed (laughs) right and so then he comes to me for a reference letter and I certainly know his name and I know which courses he's taught and we you know and I've had conversations sort of with him I guess single-sided conversations and he asked for a reference letter and I'm like I I don't know if I can give you one we've never had a real conversation 
you know, I could recognize you and say hi to you in the halls in at the mall if I saw you because you certainly, you know, can put a face to the name. Right. But then other students, and here's another thing that, that also drives me crazy. When students don't have profile pictures in their email address. Ah, so you like the profile pictures. Cause some, I, like, I, I need the profile picture mm-hmm. because here's the thing. There's, there's, there was one student who throughout the course of the semester had just fabulous questions, really insightful, really kind and, and, and really funny and so we just had these like email thread that I was like, enjoyed. I was like, this guy's so awesome. <laughs> and then there's this kid in, well, kid, student in my class who would come to me after the end of class who was also just really, had a really great way about him and asking questions and engaging and really interested. And I didn't put two and two together. I didn't know those were the two, the same people. And, and oh, so I guess, how would I? Right, yeah, yeah. Right? And so then it took... Him coming to see, because then I got this email from someone who said, oh, like I, I've talked to you a lot in class. I'd wonder if you could write me a reference letter. And I said, sure. Can you come, like, see me? And then he comes and sees me. I'm like, oh, you're him. You're the same person. Full circle. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, I'll write you a reference letter. Yes, you have such, you're so insightful and so smart. And I've enjoyed all of our conversations. So that's one thing where, again, really simple, really clear headshot is your email profile picture mm-hmm. can put a face to the name. Okay? Um, so those are really, really simple things. And then the other, like, learn from the, the bad is don't just talk to your prof to talk to the prof you're not building a relationship um talk to your prof when you have something to say and and it's sometimes hard to judge that but but right so there's this there's there's it's really obvious to someone who's taught a lot of first and second year classes when students are just trolling for an eventual reference letter so how do you how do you develop like this good like you you mentioned the word like relationship and and then we were talking about connections how does a student that's in a class of i don't know 60 100 what's your advice for them to develop that connection that would warrant maybe appropriately asking for a reference letter. What have you seen? What have you experienced? It's come for genuine help. Come for genuine help. And this is, this is the issue I have with reference letters. And Chance, you know, I talked about this before, mm-hmm. that the good students shouldn't need help. They don't need support. Like, I, I never had a reason to talk to my profs, right. ever. Why would I? I went to class, I understood it, I went home, did well. Right. And so I get that the reference letter system first, certainly through first and second year is kind of broken that way. Um, that if you're getting an A, you sometimes don't need to contact them. Um, but sometimes it is just like, if you're interested in the material, show me you're interested in the material, right? Just ask insightful questions, engage me in a way that's like, Hey, I heard about, you know, gene editing and I've been thinking about this for a while. What do you have to say about that? I want to talk about that stuff. I'll talk about it (laughs) with you for hours, right? I'll nerd out with you. But I'm, I, but so that's where we start to chat. And if you genu- genuinely want to come and ask for my advice, I'm always like, you know, I've got a good open door policy or open office hour policy on Zoom where it's let's let's chat about what you want for your future and let's let me help you get you there. Because if I can believe in you, I'm going to believe in you and I'm going to help because I have lots of resources and lots of lots of advice to help you get there. So I do want to find those good students and it's hard to do. But here's the thing, and this is another little good piece of advice and learn from the good, is um, lots of schools have small class size research classes for second year students and onwards, journal clubs, um, lab lab courses, courses, special topics. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those are coming later, but that's okay. You'll get the reference letters in time for your application. Um, 
take those. You sometimes have to dig through a calendar. You sometimes have to apply for special permission within your program to take them. Okay. Um, I know at U of A, we have bio 298, 398, 498, And as early as second year, you're working in a lab and you're getting a grade for it. And you're working under a grad student. You're working under a professor. And that's how you build the relationship. You're not, you're not going to in a class of 400, right? Especially if you're a good student who doesn't really need have to ask me any questions. Could you imagine if you had 400 students acting all the same way that the good student acted, <laughs> reaching out to you, wanting to grab coffee, wanting to talk about genetics and, 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 uh, and CRISPR technology? You would well, not be they, able to do it. <laughs> if, they, if 400 people wanted to talk to me about genetics, I would probably go for coffee oh, with gosh. all of them. Okay? No <laughs> Just Please. geeking out. Thankfully, <laughs> we, we always have a few students that volunteer as tribute to get take Fs um, and don't show up like I was in first year. And uh, so, yeah. So, but I think that that is the, the, those are kind of the things where reference letters, can, if they come naturally because you're putting yourself in a position to build a relationship, but don't force it, that's where you get the most valuable reference letters. And it's hard to do, but there are classes available and there are, and, and you can find them. You just often have to dig there. Sometimes they're interdisciplinary studies. Um, sometimes they're leadership classes. There's all these classes that I've taught that have stu- under 40 students. And I know everyone by name and I know all of their, their goals and desires and hopes for their degree. And so that's where we really start to be able to talk about something that is real. And I think that's, that's where I can give a two-page reference letter talking everything about how wonderful Chansey is. Oh, come on. And it, you, know <laughs> it, you would need a lot more than two. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you, you could probably summarize it in a paragraph, let's be honest. <laughs> He's all right. But to your point, too, you said the word real. And I think as somebody who's done and reached out for reference letters and have felt like, oh, gosh, who is good to ask and a lot of that is decided for you by schools that want reference letters. They'll tell you, like, I want to see three reference letters or I want to see two reference letters and I want one of them to be an academic and I want one of them to be a professional or personal letter of reference. So then you've got someone like Tora, if you only know her within the academia side of things because you go for genetics coffee every Friday and have pie, she can speak to that and she can speak to your academic performance. But then maybe you're thinking, who would my personal be? That could be somebody you've worked with, worked for, an old coach, um, maybe a colleague. Sometimes it could be somebody that you, it could still be a teacher, but someone that you've, like Tora is mentioning, you've gotten to know at a different level because you've been working with them in a, in a research capacity or some other, you know, forum that they've really gotten to know you other than your grade on paper. That can still be a personal letter of reference. And this is all super duper valuable. And I'm sure Tora's written different reference letters, some that are more personal, like that she never thought she'd get into that depth and some that were really, I can only focus on the academics and there's a place for both for sure. And I actually now have, I've, I've only said it twice for two, oh. ap- for two applicants. And what I said is my, my gold standard of what, what I think should be, or which candidate I think should be getting into medicine with flying colors. I said, look, this is my gold standard. I could see this person be my doctor one day. That's or I could see this person. Awesome. And I, knew, I knew someone who wanted to be a pediatrician. And I said, I would, I would happily have this person take care of my daughter. Mm-hmm. And those that, but I only ever said it twice because mm-hmm. I, I also want to make sure that I'm not uh, f- uh, writing fluff letters. Like I do yeah. have to preserve my integrity as well. I, I give strong letters and I speak to maturity, integrity, and, and potential, but that's the line I reserve now only for two so far. And both of them got into medicine. I don't think because of me, I think they were just also wonderful candidates. You that helped. I saw the same thing. You definitely <laughs> helped. 
But <laughs> Taurus told us one thing, and I need to echo this, is that she she said, and I think it holds true too for like letters I'm asked and when I was writing or asking for letters, is give your referee as much ammunition and and foundation as you can to remember who you are with a profile picture, a little blurb or a copy of your CV so they know what you do outside of how they know you and they can draw that into their reference. They can talk to it. They might not go into depth in terms of what did you do when you were that lifeguard or when you worked at, you know, Tim Hortons or what your role was as a manager at the summer camp or whatever it should be, but she can still get to know you a little bit better. So she writes maybe a bit, a bit more well-rounded letter, or if you were to meet in person, she can ask you more questions about it. So those are really good points. And speaking to meeting in person, I do now strongly encourage that. Okay. So there's a couple of things. There is a couple of things um, that are kind of, Again, don't make it awkward, mm-hmm. right? This like, don't make it awkward with the prof. We're humans. We're just regular people who just are nerds. And um, one of the things is if I know you, like I, I know you, you don't have to introduce yourself with that email. It's happened a couple of what times. What do you mean? Like, hi, I'm Chance Vino. You may remember me from your course you, bio, blah, blah, blah. I sit yeah. in the first row, usually wear plaid. Yeah, exactly. Like you've had, like, you know, this was, there was one student had a, I was a class of 15 people. I knew the student very well. We had right. long conversations and debates and, and classroom discussions. And then this email comes in and is like, hi, my name is X. Uh, you may remember me from this course and there. And I was like, yeah, I, I remember you really well. Oh. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not that impersonal, am I? Like, I felt right. really bad. You're just a number to me. <laughs> yeah, that I made that person feel like I d- wouldn't remember them. So that was awkward. But the other thing is, is that often I will say, look, you can attach your CV and you can attach your cover letter and you can attach parts of your personal statement and all those things. To be honest, I probably won't read them before I sit there and say, instead, can we just have a meeting? And that might be over Zoom and or come see me. Just come sit. It's 15 minutes. Like, don't don't hope. Hope it doesn't last longer than 15 minutes because that means I don't have a lot of questions for you. Is it many minute walk, you walk through the door? I'm like, oh, yeah, face name. Yeah. Check, check matches. And hey, what? Why do you? So what's your deal? Why, why do you want to go into medicine? Oh, well, because blah, be able to answer that question right away to that, that reference letter, because we might have a relationship with you in genetics or in anthropology, but not when it comes to thinking about your career goals. So I'm, I know you as that as a student, and I, now I want to know you as a pre-med. And those are different questions. Yeah. Um, and then I'll ask, okay, well, like, what's your GPA? What schools are you planning on going to? Uh, where are you planning on applying? Um, what kind of specialty are you looking for? Like, I just want to know how much have you thought about medical school? Now, I'm maybe a little bit of a different reference just because I am so well-versed in pre-med stuff. So I have maybe more focused questions than a lot of profs might. But at the same time, I'm like kind of getting to the heart of, do I support the student going into medicine? Have they done their homework, right? Do they know what it takes and, and are they interested in, in really get, taking this career on? So, but it, I mean, 15 minutes and that will give me plenty because I already have established a relationship with you. And you better guarantee I'm searching my inbox for your name and looking at every single email thread you've ever sent. Right. And if so. It, so you mentioned email and I mean, just to kind of maybe wrap up with more rapid fires for you as like the, the referee, when does a student ask and how do they ask? Like, what's your preference? A month before mm-hmm. by email quickly. Hey, not hey. Uh, hi, Dr. Couture. What's up? Uh, I, I, <laughs> what's, up? Yeah, what's up, Tora? What's up? Re- ref letter? <laughs> P.S. Do soon. Yeah. <laughs> Later. Uh, no. Um, a month before. I know they're coming, so it's mm-hmm. all good. Uh, a month before, then just a quick like, hi, Dr. Couture, 
um, or Torah, depending on how you know me. You were my prof in X and Y course. I'm planning on applying to medical school. If you've talked to me ever about it before, um, I, as you know, I've been thinking about medical school. It's my application year. I'm hoping for a reference letter from you. Um, can you let me know your capacity at the moment to complete this reference letter by October 1st? And this is the school I'm applying to. Oh, you That's totally it. gotten that email before. That was like, that was like, <laughs> folks, we don't have a script. Like that is genuine from the top of her head. She has seen that in an email. I like, there's no doubt. The way that flowed. Done. Oh my Done. gosh. That's all. That's all I need to see. <laughs> like, I, I actually don't need your personal essay in that email because I really just want to hear it from you because I also have to put a face to the name. Mm-hmm. So a month before, then uh, maybe a week before the deadline. Uh, as, so as the applicants, um, you know if someone's just submitted the, the, the reference letter or not. You do. Right? You, yeah. We'll like see it. We'll like be able to log into our portal and it will say, you still have a pended le- a reference letter from from Tor, or you, um, it's been submitted. Tor's letter's in your inbox. You're good to go. So yeah, we know. Yeah, so then a week before, another quick reminder. And and don't say like, oh, sorry, I just, uh, um, I'm hoping you can still do this. And um, I, I just wanted to, just, hi, Dr. Couture, just letting you know, uh, my deadline's in a week. I'm really looking forward to, to your letter and thank you so much for doing this. Done. Right. That's it reminders no do not even hesitate do not apologize about sending a reminder they're very valuable um even if three hours before if the deadline's at midnight send a reminder at 9 p.m if it's still not there okay we we do want to make sure that you're getting your reference letters and we do want to make sure that they're strong um there's just a lot of them and honestly to me sometimes just happens is that i know i have five reference letters to do i forget who they're from i've counted them in my head i've got five and then I'm like searching my inbox, like ref- Google, like you know, in my inbox, going reference letter, what right. school, crap, medicine, uh, Google, all these search terms, trying to find that fifth, so that when that email pops up, I'm like, oh right, it's for Jay, right, right, right. I meant to write that out. So don't. I'll probably write 15 or so every cycle, yeah. um, and I just make sure that I have your name on the list. That's all. So it's you easy. May, you made me think of something. Did you know that as an applicant, say if I asked you to do a reference letter for me. I can log into my portal and I can, yes, I can see if you've submitted it. I can see if it's not there yet. I can also choose to actually say whether or not I want to include it in my application or not. So I could ask eight to 10 people for reference letters and I can pick the three or four that I want to be submitted with my application. So if you're late and I'm worried because it's an hour before I have to submit, I'm not truly out of luck because I don't have the number of reference letters. I might just reprioritize. Did you know that? So you can ask for more than the reference letters that you need? You certainly can. Not every Nobody's school, ever some. told me that before. You can. You can. Now they'll only let you have like maybe not 10, maybe five submissions and you need to pick two or three to actually include. But I can put a check mark as to, I want this person and this person and this person. So yeah. So all those open. last minute oh. reference letters that I've done, they probably didn't even count. Or you save their bacon, one or the other. I feel like I, like their future is in my hands if I don't get this done and it's not. Hey, you I know feel what? so no. cheated. No, no, I don't want to end this way. But I, it was a good, <laughs> it was a good moment because you made me think of that as like a stressed applicant of like, oh my god, I really want Tor's reference, but it's not in. Is she gonna, is she gonna sing my application because I won't meet a requirement? I need to select okay. this person. Yeah, go. Okay, figure. fair, fair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Isn't okay. that wild? That's wild. Yeah. Oh, my mind is blown. Yeah. And I go. will write you a reference letter, Chancy. Perfect. I'll give you a month to do it. Okay, good. And Thank I'll you. write you that email like to the T as to all the things you want to hear from me. And I'll everyone include, copy down that script right now. <laughs> and and I'll include that perfect like 
my 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 uh, my star photo for all my like acting roles. It's in there. Oh yeah, the headshot. Is, let me guess. Your chin is resting on your your fist. Yeah, or I'm just kind staring of staring like, off looking into the distance. And I look wearing at the a turtleneck. I'm wearing a turtleneck and I'm looking at the screen like I'm surprised. <laughs> like you caught me. Like oh hello there. Exactly. <laughs> You got your Zoolander going? Uh, exactly. See, who gets that reference? I, I figured you would, but I don't know if anybody listening knows what I'm talking about. The Let us deal. know. Let us know if you got that reference. Okay. <laughs> um, find us wherever you get your podcast. We are the Prep Me Podcast, and we are here every other week uh, just chatting about pre-med for Canadian students. So thanks again to our sponsor, Prep 101, and uh, we'll see you at the next episode. See you now.